Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Once when I was in seminary, my friends and I were talking about the gifts of the Spirit, like the ones we heard about in our epistle reading today, wisdom, knowledge, healing, faith, discernment, etc., and trying to decide which gift we might have when I realized how disappointed I've always been that snarkiness and sarcasm are never listed as gifts of the Spirit. (laughs) Feels unfair to some of us. The church hasn't always done a great job knowing how to understand the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, some of you guys were raised in more Pentecostal-type churches where you felt dismissed or ignored for never having been slain in the Spirit. And so some of you tell me that you just resorted to pretending to speak in tongues so that you could belong, and then that just felt weird. But I think mainline Protestants, who are so polite about everything, don't really do any better, since we basically try and sweep gifts of the Spirit under the liturgical carpet before they embarrass anyone. But as I was thinking about spiritual gifts, I started wondering this week what it meant to say that somebody is gifted. Because when we say someone is gifted at something, like, say, how Jamie Arcantor is gifted at singing, well, when we say that about someone, it usually means they're naturally better at something in a way that most people aren't. Like, you'd never say, wow, Bob is really gifted at breathing oxygen. Because being gifted means having a special ability that not everyone has, which makes sense. A year ago, I had coffee with Kate Cash, and she had recently started taking a yoga class, and she sheepishly mentioned that while she herself was new to yoga, she could kind of see herself teaching at some point. I said I thought that was a great idea, and that as a matter of fact, she should take a teacher training and teach yoga here at House for All Sinners and Saints. Well, fast forward a year, and now Kate has already taught her first two yoga classes here at the church. She comes in Wednesday evenings, lights some candles, welcomes people, guides them very gently through some simple poses, reads a psalm, and gives thanks to God. And those of us who were blessed by her class can tell you that Kate has been given a gift. Here's what would be weird, though. What if for some reason we all thought that having the gift of teaching yoga was the true mark of a Christian? I mean, that would be absurd. Like, if before joining a church you had to sign a statement of faith and prove that you could teach yoga. (laughs) Of course not. We don't need everyone to have the gift of teaching yoga or healing or wisdom. We just need someone to have those gifts. I mention this because Paul says that to each is given a gift of the Spirit for the common good. And the gifts he lists are awesome. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, discernment, miracles, prophecy. But the point is this. It all makes sense to me that we need some people who are wise and some who are discerning and some who have knowledge. But what struck me this week was that included on the list of gifts from the Spirit that some have and some don't, but that are given for the good of the whole, is faith. Faith. The thing Christians torture themselves about having or not having in the right quality or quantity. And unlike singular gifts of prophesying or knowledge or teaching yoga, we assume faith is the true mark of a Christian. 
Weren't most of us taught that we must, as individual Christians, have the right quantity and quality of faith? Yet, in this passage from Corinthians, faith is listed among all the gifts allotted to some people for the sake of the whole. In a way, it kind of takes the pressure off some of us. That is not to say that faith is not critically important. It is. Clearly it is. It's just that I think God doesn't necessarily give faith in sufficient quantity to individuals. I think God gives faith in sufficient quantity to communities, which is really kind of beautiful. It's a real hang-up a lot of people, maybe even you have, You worry you don't have faith because you don't always intellectually assent to a certain set of theological ideas. But what Paul seems to be saying is that maybe faith isn't everyone's spiritual gift. Maybe the Spirit creates more faith in some people than others, but that their faith is for the common good of all. And that feels like a blessed relief. Because sometimes we have to carry the faith for each other. No one has to do all the heavy lifting all the time. We talk about that sometimes here at house, that like that story from the second chapter of Mark, sometimes we're the ones lowering our friends down through the roof to Jesus, and sometimes we're the ones doing the lowering. We're sometimes the ones being lowered. Because to Paul, all things are held together for the sake of the common good. And to us Americans, who practically had rugged individualism mixed with our mother's milk, that can be a hard thing to take. We're raised to believe that to be strong is to be self-sufficient, and to have freedom is to be autonomous, and to have faith is to alone believe at all times and never waver. It's up to you alone to get her done, even when it comes to faith. That couldn't be farther from what we read today in Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. Paul says to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, which I think is why this week my friend Justin called Paul a spiritual communist. (laughs) But I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Because having to rely on the gifts of God given to our brothers and sisters And then having to rely on the gifts entrusted to us as God's intention for those who bear the name Christian. We don't have what it takes to love God, to pray to God, to follow God alone. And that's kind of beautiful, but it's not always easy. This week, one of you guys was having some anxiety about facing the anniversary of some painful events in her life. And At the same time, she didn't want to make too big a deal of it, so I suggested that she choose a couple people here at church that she's close to and ask them to carry it for her. Ask them to carry the weight of the anniversary dates on her behalf so that she knows it's being done, but that it's not her that has to do it. She can lean into the gifts of the Spirit that have been granted to her brothers and sisters, which have been allotted for the common good which I totally believe in, and I think is really beautiful. Until the next day, when I had to do the worst thing in the world for a preacher, and that is, take my own advice. (laughs) This This week ended up being one of my more difficult weeks in recent memory, and I found myself having no choice but to rely on the prayers and the faith and wisdom and the compassion of those brothers and sisters in Christ whom God has put in my life, because frankly, I was tapped out 
which is hard, because I'd so rather just have all the gifts myself and not have to rely on others. But when it feels like a failure on my part that I don't have the faith or the compassion or the prayer life or the wisdom that I need, I feel like I just have to remember that the only real failure is when I fail to recognize that I do actually have all the faith and compassion and prayer and wisdom I need. It's just that someone else in my life is holding it for me. See, I believe that it is God's intention that we need each other. Not in a creepy, codependent, having no boundaries type of way, but in a bearing the face of Christ kind of way. Because I know that when I cannot see goodness, when I cannot see hope or beauty or the face of Christ in my own heart or in my life or through my own eyes, I need you to do it for me. As the grains of wheat once scattered on the hill are gathered into one to become our bread, so too the gifts of the Spirit scattered among our brothers and sisters are gathered into one to become our faith, to become our prayer, to become our compassion. Because it's as if this life of faith is a big jigsaw puzzle, and each of us have a piece, but the only way to see the fullness of God is to bring those pieces God has entrusted to each of us, and then to stand with one another, looking at the beauty of it, and say, the gifts of God to the people of God. Amen.